Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Robbie Croyle. Hello. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Logan Daly. What's up? Oh, hold on. Hold on. I oh. want to see if I can throw my mic down on the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. Mic drop. Mm, you're not, Can't don't do ha- it. You don't have that skill? All right. Can't do it. I am unqualified. Mm, man, you got you to gotta be super skillful. To, or uh, you have to abide. Something like that. You have to abide in that skill. <laughs> okay. You have so. to abide like the dude, apparently. Absolutely. The dude abides. The dude abides. The dude abides. I can't go as low as whatever that actor is, but whatever. Uh, the the Jeff cow- Gold? No, the, no. the cowboy guy with oh. the really, the like beef that's what's for dinner guy. I think he does that too. Oh, Sam. With, yeah, with the really cool mustache. Anyway, yeah. he he says the line. <laughs> uh, so what we're, what we're getting at here is this week's shortcoming. Well, one of a couple of shortcomings. Uh, this was a... I'm sh- I not only did we have the core value of Sam oh, Elliott. Sam Elliott. There yes. you go. She got it. I was Nailed thinking it. Sam Adams, but he's a little bit older. Nailed it. All right. So not only <coughs> did uh yeah, not only did we have a shortcoming of me throwing a microphone off of my body. Because you were so excited. I was very excited that Lori, I knew Lori, I could see it in her eyes. She had gotten my joke about how well are you abiding on a scale of one to the dude. Which, gold. I'm sorry that you didn't get to make the slide, because that is brilliant. (laughs) Trust your, the moral of this story, kids, is trust your gut. Trust your gut. Yeah, the Ruben, too. Mike got it. Al got it. Lori got it. Okay, four. How many people are in the room? 16. 16. That is Paul, one. F- I'm, Paul got it, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm, I'm thinking we might have been borderline 50% maybe. Yeah, I still don't I'll think take it's it. enough. I'll take it. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who tells jokes that only he gets so that he can laugh at in his, like, in his own mind. I just, I don't, I don't understand. Where are your headphones? I took them off because I didn't want them. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we wear headphones, but <laughs> you don't know. have to. No. Are you guys, is the is the volume coming? It was coming in weird on mine, and I didn't want to mess around with more with it. No, it sounds great. It's fine for you guys? Yeah. All right, well. It's perfect now. Okay, well then, there you go, by all means. <laughs> anyway. Now I'm the only loser wearing my headphones. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to cut that out and make it an Easter egg. <laughs> No, I'm just going to leave it in there. <laughs> Great. Welcome to Recording Footnotes, everyone. A little behind the scenes. I'd cut it off right after I'm the only loser. <laughs> just <laughs> cut it off right there. Have that yeah. repeat over and over and over again. A lot of echoes. Yeah. Make it sound like she's in a big empty room alone. I'm the only loser. Why do I keep saying it? <laughs> I don't know. You realize this is recording, right? Yeesh. Oh, that's all right. You know, it's fun to laugh at ourselves. Like when, you know, you get excited that somebody got your joke and then you knock your microphone off. I didn't know you could mic drop a headset, but <laughs> you can. I did it. 
<laughs> that, of course, uh, one of the shortcomings. Other shortcomings. Um, you now have a gif of that, though. Uh, we so. do. What a gift that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, other shortcomings. I completely forgot to put the graphic that I've made for the sermon into the slides. <laughs> uh, Nietzsche's first week back after vacation. Right into the frying pan, out of the fire, into the fire, out of the frying pan. I don't know. Frying pan is in the fire. Things were burning. Things were burning. <laughs> Things were on fire. It was. And we had the and we had the the I really like I looked over to see and make <laughs> eye contact and we had curtain. the curtain. And I'm like, I can't. I, I, I the which this is the flaw in our plan. The it's new fine. camera angle good is camera muy angle. bueno. Uh, it's good. It's a good camera angle. It's a good camera angle. But the curtain does make it a little different, you know. But it's it's all right because eventually we're not going to be able to see in the tech booth anyway, so it's I, fine. I like parts of the of the new camera angle. We need more. Like we're right up against that edge all the time. That's the part, piece I didn't really like. Mm. Yeah. So we just so need to turn it more. We either need to move back, or we need to turn it more. All yeah. right. Well, sound off. Info at missionridge.church. Let us know what you think. We'll take a poll. It won't affect anything, probably, but we'll take a poll nonetheless. Did anybody notice the beautiful lights? Uh, Lori did. Yeah, Gold Lori, star Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jen for fixing all of the lights. Uh, just absolutely killing it, making the room look slightly better than it did. I wasn't doing that for a shout out, but thank you. I appreciate well, you it. You got it anyways, so there you go. Uh, yeah, so I forgot the uh, the graphic. <clears throat> that was pretty pretty great. Well done, Logan. You're the only loser uh, with a shout out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> hey, I don't uh, no, I don't know how. I feel, like, I'll take it. All right, point to you. <laughs> hey, uh, words of affirmation is my love language, so oh, I'll take whatever I can get. Oh, <laughs> oh. Hmm. that's a little sad. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so we Hence had a uh, forgotten <laughs> graphic, mic drop of a headset. Uh, I feel like there was one other, but I'm forgetting it now. Oh, you, so towards the end of the sermon, you jump back to the beginning. Oh! There, there was something that, like, <coughs> caught your fancy, and I'm like, well, oh, he's going full Rob on me now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Yeah, it was in the so that was intentional because it was it was in the next it was in the next step I think if I remember right uh, the the connection between the um, between in that first passage I think it's a uh, verse six or seven it was verse six verse six there we go um, where God you know there's no fellowship in the or in, if you're in the darkness there is no fellowship with God but if you're if you live in the light as he's in the light, then you have fellowship with one another. Yeah, and and I knew you were going to talk about that. I knew yep. you wanted to talk about yep. that, and I had kept that to the end because it kind of it tied in with the with the implication of embracing, like, or the next step of embracing com- healthy community or a community that's where confession is normal and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is my segue. I'm gonna bring it up right here and be like, did you guys notice? But then, and so, like, I was just going to go with it, and then I, I looked up, and Jennifer Blake had this look of, huh? I was like, oh, well, okay, we'll go back to the verse. So I, I went to go, like, pull it back up, 
I had it written down on my notes where I was at. I just didn't look at my notes. Oh, gotcha. mm. it was it was there. I was prepped. I was like, I was ready. I could have just read it from there. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was a little clunky for sure. Oh well. Yeah, and I've been there before where I thought, oh, this will be easy to communicate, and then I see the look on people's faces. I'm like, I was like, I I can't leave poor Jen Blake in the in the, just in confusion here. I didn't even say nevertheless. I was just. <laughs> Love you, Jen. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Let's just abide on that for a moment. (laughs) Anyway, that yeah, no, there was a there was a plenty of uh, plenty of kerfluffle with that stuff on Sunday. Well, I I think to make up for that, we're just gonna have you not show up on Sunday. Oh yeah. That's perfect. Well, because every time I don't show up, we grow. So everybody show up for church this Sunday. Invite a friend. Uh, Logan won't be there. Stop believing that lie. You're going to just it's never come to church. It's not a lie. It's statistically true. When we go back and look at the data, it says that this is true. It's a, I, I don't know if it's a correlation or a causation, but, you know. It's a correlation. It's not causation. We don't know that yet. Uh, so we'll just, we'll just find out. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Let's dive into some footnotey goodness. <laughs> oh. oh. <coughs> oh Jen, man. you're not the only loser. Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're all losers. It's like, join my club. <laughs> I'll make shirts. <laughs> Ooh, I'll I, quote Beck. I like I'm a, a loser, really baby. <laughs> That's Beck, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Just leave off the rest. Yeah, no, never mind. It's great. We can be the Losers Club. We'll be <laughs> like an it. So why don't you yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now she remember the rest of the lyrics there. Go and find the meaning of this. Jen will be back in a moment after she gets done laughing. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I, hey, Rob. I, uh, so, John, he's talking about uh, Greco-Roman. He's He's addressing the Greco-Roman culture. Right? Uh, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll see if uh <coughs> we'll see if uh we we'll see if we remember anything else here. So if my memory serves me correctly, and we'll we'll flesh out if this is right. It was better to verbally process this in, in footnotes, uh as opposed to vomiting verbally all over the sermon, uh, with a bunch of excess stuff there. So Within the Greek Western mindset and philosophy stuff, which there are many people that are way more into philosophy than me, I kind of wish Kyle was here for this conversation because he's mm. all philosophized. He's coming back a week earlier though, so soon, soon, my friends, we will have I the boy still have wonder to back. Mail his package. Oh my goodness! I better get on that. Uh, so anyway, the Greco-Roman Western. That that philosophy mindset, um, they had an obsession with uh, the, the light was a was a philosophical concept. Um, I think this ties in with Plato's The Cave, for one thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> or this is a, or the cave is an example of it, perhaps. Where if you're familiar with with the cave, it's that uh, it's this. Uh, philosophical analogy i guess or uh, thought experiment that imagine you've got people that are 
in chains and bondage, and they're down in a cave where there's no natural light. And and they are facing a wall. Okay, so they're facing a wall, and there's a fire behind them. And all they can see are the shadows of things cast by that the light from that fire. Hmm. They can't see the fire. They don't know that the fire exists. They just see the shadows. That's all they know. So then one of the prisoners is freed. I forget the reason why, or, or if there is a reason why, one of the prisoners is freed. And he can now see the fire, and he can explain this. But because the others can't visualize it, they can't understand it, which is very Gnostic. Mm-hmm. It's yep. very Gnostic in its principle. Furthermore, eventually that prisoner makes it out into the light, like out of the cave, um, where he sees the sun, and then there's this blinding light, right? And I can't remember if it's he he's blinded and can't see because it's just too much to understand, or if he or if he can see, but when he goes back in, he can't even describe it because there's no frame of reference for these other people that don't have, have never seen the light of day. So, like, I think this is just an example that uses the light again, but the Greek Western mindset has this obsession with the concept of light as as a philosophical tool. And so when John is writing his gospel, he utilizes utilizes that imagery, that that terminology, that that philosophy kind of verbiage, Mm -hmm. to put it in a manner that they're going to connect with. Uh, They being the... The Gentiles, the Greco-Roman, the Western—you know, the that that culture right. is going to connect with it. Along with, because John is brilliant in his gospel, he also utilizes a ton of Jewish imagery and conceptual stuff that he works together and he blends together with the Greco-Roman. It's it's absolutely mind blowing how he does that right right um, so the other gospels you got matthew very very jewish uh in its presentation its arguments yep. Yep. uh luke also as well uh we're, we're told that luke might actually be patterned after the the torah readings the and 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 each like like it could be sectioned up and 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 matches well with the torah, torah readings mm-hmm Mark is written um, a little bit more to the, well, it's written to be patterned after a coronation of a Caesar. Yeah. And so it's going to be a little more... Roman. Roman in its in its approach, but but John is... Mark is, was also the earliest, right? I think, I think that was the first, like, time-wise, which is possibly why it was the shortest. Yeah, that might be... I, I, I don't remember. It was the quickest off the press. I remember the timing, but John John's, um, lacks some things that the others have, which is um, any parables. Mm-hmm. No parables in John. So doesn't does not use that uh, mode of teaching at all. Uh, he has the seven I am statements. And those seven I am statements are going to speak to the uh, Jewish community. And, and the, the whole idea of being uh, of Jesus being an I am uh, once um, is enough to connect him to 
uh, the Exodus account. Yep. But seven times, and and in, it's a big neon flashing sign. Oh yeah, he yeah jumping up and down. Don't miss this, guys. Mm-hmm. But the bread of life, the good shepherd, the light of the world, resurrection, um, way, the truth, and life. These are all um, Greco-Roman deities. Uh, they they represent yeah Greco-Roman deities, and he's and, lining them up and knocking them down one by one, and saying. Nope, I I meet that requirement. I I can replace the pantheon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're uh let's hear it. Is it Dionysus is the bread of the the I think a bread of life is Dionysus that he's resurrection. That's resurrection. Oh yeah, that's right. Dionysus resurrection. Uh Demeter. Demeter. There it is. All right. I knew it was a D. Yeah, Demeter is Demeter, the bread, bread of, life. of life, right? He's, well, you've heard that, you know, this is the bread of the life, you know, Demeter's this bread of life, right? Let me tell you about the actual bread of life. Right. Let me tell you about this other guy. Yeah. You know, I'm the way and the truth, like uh, Janus, if I remember right. Uh, the gatekeeper, I think. Uh, let me tell you about the. Let me tell you about this other guy who, this 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 Jesus character, who said I am the way and the truth and the life. Which, if you think about this, this is kind of cool, because Jesus was saying these things. And his disciples were hearing them 50 years before they were even, like, coming into contact with these people. Right. And then, you know, John's up wandering around through Asia Minor or whoever's up there, and they come across some some temple for Demeter or Janus or uh, Dionysus was probably down around them. That was pretty common. Uh I think that was the healing medical. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so they come across some temple and they're like, wait, he's the, you said bread of what? <laughs> oh, you sneaky Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So anyway, John is using a lot of, a lot of the Greco-Roman concepts there. Light being a big one of theirs. Um, and light was associated with intellectual, along with that gnosis, the intellectual like knowledge, um, understanding, right? Um, enlightenment. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably Absolutely. where that word actually comes from. So that's something to be looking for as we're going through these. Cool. Yeah, and this week we're going to see that John. Uh, introduces some things that some concepts that none of the other gospel writers uh, either introduce or focuses in on to the degree that he does. So mm-hmm. he has some unique messages. I had uh, one of those this week. What was that? Yep. Uh, I forget which one it was. It was uh, out of chapter 13, 34, 35. The, uh, a New Commandment. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, new command yeah. I give to you. So this yeah. last week, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's chapter thirteen, thirty-four, thirty-five. Yes. Look at me remembering a verse in numbers. What's in this chocolate milk I'm drinking? <laughs> Potato flakes. Shout out to Brandon and Lauren for sending me up chocolate milk from Idaho Falls. You guys are the best. Oh. <laughs> this foot. This episode of Footnotes is brought to you by Reed's Dairy. Reed's Dairy, gourmet chocolate milk. There's potatoes. Flakes in it. It literally tastes 
like melted chocolate ice cream. It's so good. It's so anyway. good. All right. Speaking of gluttony, let's talk about the seven deadly sins. <laughs> <clears throat> they get boiled down into three because John is brilliant. Mm. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, yeah, I made the, uh, it was just kind of a quip comparison of John kind of condensing all of, our, you know, we think of the seven deadly, like it, seven deadly sins covers the breadth of pretty much everything, right? But uh, he boils it down into three, and there apparently is some more, there's, there's a little bit more to the three than perhaps I alluded to. So, can you, first of all, can you identify the seven deadly sins? I think I can. All right. Pride, lust, greed. Got to top three. Uh, envy. Mm-hmm. Wrath. Mm-hmm. Is, is gluttony a separate one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Uh, it's also an animal. It's also a character in a Disney film. Oh, you don't want him to tell you a joke. Sloth. Sloth. There it is. There it is. Ah, I would have gotten there eventually, maybe. <laughs> That's pretty good. I. I, the only reason, because I just watched, uh, I caught a couple episodes of a cartoon that was about, and each of the char- like each of the characters was one of the oh. inhibited, like uh, yeah, and also, also the the classic movie with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman called Seven, mm-hmm. which is a uh, psycho uh, thriller crime hmm. drama. Um, can't really recommend for the week of stomach. It's a little. A little gratuitous, perhaps, but uh, has the classic line, what's in the box? Which is about as popular as the dude abides, apparently. So, <laughs> Again, I one. understand yeah, the movie Jen's, Jen's picking up what I'm putting down. Like, it's fantastic. Like, it's, it's that's a, a good one. movie. <laughs> it's a good one. It's heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. <clears throat> really hitching the, hitching the feels. But, uh, yeah, so Seven Deadly Sins. There's, uh, so, I'm, yeah. So the, that so ago. The less of flesh, less of the eyes, and boastful pride of life, as John refers to them. So, lust of flesh, lust of uh, desire of the eyes, lust of the eyes, lust of the eyes. Okay, what which translation is that? Boastful pride, uh, NAS. NAS. Pretty sure. Pretty sure ESV changes it. Carry on, carry on. While I'm looking that up. Which, in the Greek, I'm, oh, that was another shortcoming. Lust and That's desire. That's what it was. That's what it was. I had NAS up on the slides while I was reading ESV. Yes, Carry yes on. you did. <laughs> um, so Genesis 3, 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food or good for the flesh, uh-huh. and it was a delight to the eyes, uh-huh. maybe from a desire or a lust standpoint, Mm-hmm. And was desirable to make one wise so that you could maybe boast about that. Uh-huh. So yeah, John John is uh is This is tying back to the tree. He's pulling out the Genesis Goal three. Genesis yeah. three. The tree in Genesis three. Oh, that's a nice little rhyme. <laughs> that's fun. 
that's a good time. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Where's that verse? Which verse? There it is. <clears throat> yeah, ESV. Oh, no, it just says desires on both. Uh, yeah, ESV is the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of the life. I think I got... Well, in Genesis says desires of... It was desire... The tree was desirable to the eye, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was getting mixed up in my head there. But anyway, all right. So John is tying those back to Genesis 3. That this is the this is the same. It's kind of this. There's there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same story, just over and over and over and over. And are you going to live it out in a more redemptive manner? Right. Nothing new under the sun. Nope. Not a bit. The Greek word means um, it's to have a focused. And passionate desire. Focused and passionate desire. Hmm. And is translated either desire, passionate longing, or lust. Makes sense. It's curious. The uh, just between those two translations, the. Uh, when you when you see the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes, that brings up one connotation in my mind versus the desires of the flesh or the desires of the eyes brings up a slightly, I guess, maybe watered down. Mm-hmm. Lust of the flesh sounds worse in my mind right. than desire of the flesh. Like you could have desires and the desires might, like at least... You know, I know we've said it before, and I've heard it said many times. Like, you have desires; the desires aren't wrong, right? Necessarily, how you enact them, or if you enact upon them, or you know, like the the context in which those desires take place, right? Versus, I don't think I've ever heard lust put in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Well. But um, I'm pretty sure the Hebrew word is desirable. Hmm. That she that it was desirable, and and again, it's, it's back to um, whether or not those desires are controlling you, or you are controlling the desires. Makes sense. All righty. Let's talk about some unhealthy confession coming out of the uh, first of our next steps this week. The first uh, next step was invest in community where confession is normal and healthy. The uh, idea here being that there might be some confusion or at least questions uh, or clarification needed. Uh, possibly on what if there's un if there's if there's a healthy confession, confession can be normal and healthy. Then that implies that confession could be unhealthy mm-hmm. or abnormal. 
or yeah, or abnormal. Uh, I think that's that's probably a little easier to wrap around. Like, oh yeah, confession is normal in this community. Confu- uh, confession is not normal. People don't talk about their problems or don't talk about anything you know that they've done wrong in in this community. Like that that probably a little easier for us to wrap our heads around versus right. the healthy unhealthy right. might be a more foreign because we're right. probably living in communities that it's a little abnormal to confess. Yeah, I remember so when because one, of that. I remember with one of my kiddos was a teenager and they went to group and they shared something in that group from a confessional standpoint. Mm. And then someone from that group went and and talked about that or and kind of made a joke about it or, or something. And and that kid came to me and, and we're like, why did they do this? Why why can't I sh- share like that? And and I had to talk about with them at that time this whole concept that um, first of all, people, if it's going to be healthy confession, uh, the people that are hearing your confession, they they have to earn the right to hear that confession. And uh, I think uh, Jen has has a good illustration for that. Yeah, um, it makes me think of. And it's something we've talked about before or um, just how we have like these circles that are like almost a bullseye and like in the center one is your closest people. And then the next ring is people you're close to, but they're not like inner circle people. And then there's the outer circle that's people that are in your life. Like you go to church with them, but maybe you're not in their lives every single day. And so the level of my confession or my vulnerability in what I'm confessing is going to look a lot different based on what group I'm in. Like I still want to be honest. I still want to be transparent, but what I'm going to share with the center circle, which is my like maybe my LTG or my best friend or my counselor is going to look a lot different than what I'm going to share with the outer circle. Um, yeah. So what you would share in church is not going to be nearly, does, doesn't require near as much trust as mm-hmm. what you would share within either care group, which is that next level or, or life transforming group or, or best friend people that you've spent a, a ton of time and right. energy with, and you've done life with, and, and there's a mutuality there where you both are typically there's a mutuality, not always, right. uh, in, in the case with your counselor, there's not a mutuality there. They're not sharing with you right. their struggles too, but most counselor, relationships but... have a certain mutuality to it. Uh, it, some people come to me as a pastor, and because I've earned the right, they could have those hard conversations with me, and and I don't necessarily feel like I need to share back mm-hmm. in those moments. Um, so, so yeah, someone that's earned the right to hear your story, also someone that is that's not trying to fix you, right? Which is which is why we have the no fixing. A guideline within our care groups and our life transforming groups. Um, in a life transforming group, I feel like because of the increased relationship, people w- that should give people the space 
uh, maybe the agency to um, make more recommendations, provide more advice. Yeah, it gives you a little more, a little more freedom to do some. I don't want to say to do some fixing, but I mean, but to do some fixing. Uh, but even then, you're not. Well, fixing. It's not fixing. Yeah, fixing is it, really like, not fixing. Fixing implies like I've got the answer and you don't. I got the gnosis, you don't, and I'm gonna sure, fix sure. you. Um, Versus a, a more a more humble approach uh, of you know your, your person A is sharing something in their LTG about you know they they've got a problem with whatever. Insert something here. And person B says, "Hey, I've been there. Here's what I did," or, or, or I've noticed, or I've noticed, I've noticed this about you. Have you considered this? Yeah. And with more relationship and in a smaller environment, that comes across way different. First of all, I know better ways to communicate those things. Sure. To you, and and I'm way more familiar with it, the nitty gritty. Like sometimes people will share something within care group, and people are like, "Well, have you considered these fifteen thousand things that uh, that you've already done?" But you know, I'm just gonna wreck yeah. Right. I'm gonna call you stupid. <laughs> yeah. By pointing out these things at you. Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> apparently, you have no spiritual life in you at all, and therefore, I will speak in. To your world, yeah. Uh, even though you know your pastor and <laughs> yeah, so there, right. there there is a safety element of uh, confession needs to be in within a within a safe environment, right? Um, it's recommended that that be within a safe environment. That makes sense. Yeah. The- um, and done in a manner of. Um, Uh, it's confession. It's not grandstanding or glorifying. Right. Right. Um, yeah. If if I'm confessing something, uh, and 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 I I have seen like you and I've experienced you. Know, you start talking about something, and all of a sudden it opens up a floodgate, right? Like, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you want to talk. You know, you. Like it all comes out. We we've had experiences like that. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, but but that's coming from a repentant. Like you got all, a bunch of stuff you know built up, and and it, it's going to come out, and hopefully that's within a safe place. Right. Uh, versus uh, occasionally, Jen, you you mentioned flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned that before. That oh, do do you want to define that again? What's what, what? What is flooding? It's kind of where you come in and you kind of almost verbally vomit all of your stuff on somebody who um, just met you. You just met, yeah. Uh, I've and had that happen to me. I just met you, and this is crazy. <laughs> Here's, Here's my, my life, life story. story. <laughs> Vomited all over you. Yeah, <laughs> I've Call had me maybe. <laughs> the, I'm never. Won't you bless me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the Catholic version. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you both have had people do that, where you they you just meet them and then you're like, "Oh wow, okay, we're we're going there." Like, yeah, and yeah, I mean, well, and once again, that 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 comes with the role a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I joked. I, I joked, made a joke about the Catholic, but like that—that's the the Catholic model for confession. You know, you go right. to confess to the priest, and most of the time, I think they know their priest pretty well. But right. you know, the trope in the movie is you go into some box, and you have no idea who's on the other side of the right, wall. right. So. Sometimes people will will do that uh, for at, attention seeking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. they'll do that out of uh, lack of. Well, their boundaries have been so violated that they haven't figured out how to reestablish them for themselves. Right. Yep. And and it actually could be a mixture there. Like, it's probably not one or the other, but maybe all of the above. Right. Or to to well, okay. Here's a. Um, a scenario that I am familiar with from my years of youth pastoring. Somebody who's, like you said, their their boundaries have been violated. You know, so they've got they've got hurt there. They don't necessarily understand. You know, they they don't have a balance of 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 how to do that in a healthy manner. Um, so you get into a setting where people are sharing things, and then. That person has stuff that is weighing on them heavily, whether they even know it. But to distract either others or themselves from the things that they probably actually need to be confessing, right, or dealing with, they're going to dredge up all of this other stuff, right? right? And we're going to confess all of these other things and just quantity over quality right right and just dump this out as a well look i did all this confession and never actually got to this other part as an overshare and oftentimes the question is will you be safe Mm -hmm. Will will you be a safe person for me sure and yep. and yet they haven't so it's it's back to the you know like we need to earn each other's right to have those conversations yeah right. and that comes through relationship and that comes through relationship and so mm-hmm. uh that's the kind of environment that we want built where where confession is is normal um normal being uh not only regular but also appropriate sure. for for the setting. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be appropriate for for where you're at. Yep. Right. Yep. And then and then healthy to where people are 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 repenting, they're not grandstanding, they're not trying to dominate the conversation, they're not trying to uh seek attention or or or, or to just figure out, well, can you be safe with my story? Yeah. Uh, uh, that should be answered before the story comes out, not not afterwards. Yeah, you don't test confess. Um, <laughs> one one thing one one thing to note there, uh, saying that it needs to be appropriate for the situation or for the audience, right? Right. Um, I don't think you're meaning. I hope you're not meaning. I know I'm not meaning. Um. I don't think we're meaning that whatever it is that needs to be shared doesn't get shared. But it might not be the right place for it. Right. 
So, for example, uh, if I've if I'm in a if I'm in a group of high schoolers, right? I'm leading in a group of high schoolers, and we're talking about stuff, and I've got some super heavy baggage that's weighing on me as right? a leader. As a leader, right? Um, but it has nothing to do with what we're talking about in the conversation, maybe, or or it's just uh, it's just not appropriate, right? For those students, right? That's not the place for me to confess. That doesn't mean that I don't need to confess. That means I need to take I need to take myself and that crap that I need to talk about. And I need to go to the location where that would be appropriate. Right. Yep. So we're, we're not saying in no way, shape, or form are we saying, yeah, some stuff you just shouldn't confess. Right. No. That is not what we're saying. Yeah. 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 And it's, that, it's find the right place for it. And right. that'd be a, antithetical to even what John is saying here that if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Sure. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. Like we need that cleansing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. We need that, and everyone needs <clears throat> the right, needs to invest in the communities, and maybe we should pluralize that. Yeah, um, I, yeah. That's, that's a good way to do it. Where there's multiple communities at mm-hmm. different levels so that, you know, um, if I'm having a hard week and you ask me, hey, are you having a hard week? I'm going to be pretty transparent. I don't, I don't sugarcoat things. I don't hide those things, unless if you're within my community, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, if you're the uh, the mailman, you're like, "Hey, how's your week going?" I'm like, "Yeah, you don't need to know about that, right?" <laughs> um, well, but if you're, it's going, yeah. But within my community, like as a pastor, I won't tell people, "Oh, yeah, my week was great when it was, you know, sure. a dumpster fire." <laughs> uh, I just won't do that, but. You may not give very many details, depending on the level of community that we have established and and the time and energy that we've invested in each other. Absolutely. But I need those. I need those avenues for communicating um, and confessing. Yep. Cool. Well, that clarifies that at least mm-hmm. i hope it doesn't if it doesn't well then i don't know send us an angry email at info at mission church or just a question oh come on i like i like barn burners everybody talks about getting angry emails i've never gotten an angry email i'll send you one i feel someday. like i'm not pastoring properly if i haven't gotten an angry email from some some or another just wait i'm sure it'll happen oh someday. i'm sure it's coming <laughs> it's gonna be like, why did I ever wish this upon myself? Yeah, that's oh, gonna be so good. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's an angry great. elf. <laughs> oh, are you from the South Pole? <laughs> oh, that's a great quote. All right, well, we'll just abide in that for a bit. Sweet. Let's uh, wrap her up here. Glad to have you joining us today. And we will be back at it in the letters of John. So why don't you just go read the letters again? Just go, go, go read them again. Go read them again before Sunday. It'll be great. And uh, we talk, what are we talking about this Sunday? God is Father. Father. 
Oh man! Oh yeah, that's right. We get to redeem the uh, the condescending little children thing. Absolutely. All y'all little children get to hear what's up. So tune in for that on Sunday, and uh, yeah, we'll redeem. We'll be that. back at it again next week. Peace, peace, bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.